one. Hey, y'all, what is going on? What is going on? It's your girl, Melba Pearson, Melba for Miami, Melba for Justice, also known as the resident legal diva. And it's time for another Mondays with Melba. Super excited. I've been covering some amazing Black-owned businesses for the month of February, Black History Month. And as most of you know, March is Women's History Month. So I figured the perfect bridge between Black History Month and Women's History Month would be my guest today, which is Janae Tate, the publisher of High Low News. So Janae, thank you so much for coming on Mondays with Melba and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Melba, uh, with Mondays with Melba. Hey, family. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So can you tell folks a little bit about yourself and what is the high-low news universe? Because I know you do a ton of different things and you're involved in everything. You're everywhere. If there's a dope event anywhere in Miami, you know your girl Janae is going to be at it. So yeah, you know, share some more about your work. No, thank you. And honestly, I want to apologize to your audience because this is not what we uh, planned for. I got caught in traffic, but I wanted to stay committed to the time slot that we had and to uh, do this interview with Melba because I love what she's doing. So I was like, look, girl, I'm going to just pull over and we're going to make it work. So <laughs> I just want to let y'all know this was not the plan. I got everything already set up at the apartment. I couldn't make it. But you know, back to your question, High Low News is hyper-local news for black and brown millennials. And uh, what we do is we cover news from that perspective. Um, anything from politics, um, entertainment, uh, events, government, social issues, High Low News is there. And we're telling it from our perspective with the millennial audience in mind. Of course, I always say everybody's invited to the cookout. Um, allies, people outside of that demographic or that generation, you all are welcome. Just understand that this is a millennial, a black millennial party, and this is how we doing it, and you guys are welcome. Just don't try to change. Don't put no raisins in our potato salad. Like, don't try to change the recipe. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Can't do that. Can't do that. But what, what is different about, like, the millennial perspective? Like, what was the gap that you kind of identified in looking at kind of the more traditional, quote unquote, media outlets, some of the bigger outlets and stuff like that? You know, what, what was what's different about your approach and what's different about the way millennials approach news or consume news? No, that's a great question. And what makes us different, what, what, what our value proposition is, is that we tell our news from the perspective. I always say this isn't your grandma's news. So we use slang. We use cultural references. Uh, millennials love the 90s. So it's a lot of 90s references and things. Also, too, we mix uh, comedy in our, in our coverage. We do uh, post uh, comedic videos. Also, too, if it's a story that calls for it, we will use jokes and slang in our coverage as well. And so that's what makes us different. If you look at a traditional newspaper, whether that's white or black owned, you know, they're going to have a certain tone, a, cer a certain journalistic tone. We don't abandon the journalism. You know, we still tell our stories, we still do our reporting, but the tone that we tell it in, we make sure that it's digestible for our audience. So the same way that you will talk at the beauty salon and in the living room with your grandma, and your aunties and your mama or at the, the church, like this is how we're bringing, you know, our, our conversation and our way that we cover news. And that's, that's what sets us apart, I would say, from traditional, you know, media. And why do you think, because you talked about how your outlet really is geared towards black and brown millennials, you know, you're basically part of the black media movement that, you know, started way back in the day where we'd yeah. you know, 
our ancestors would receive the newspaper, know, hey, go up north because there's jobs and all of that. But what's the relevance of black media today, especially we've got Instagram, we've got so many other outlets. Why is black media still a pillar in our community and, and important to continue to tell our stories? You know, it's, it's that point that what you're saying, like we are telling our stories. A lot of us are professionals who've gone to school for this. Like for myself, I went to FIU, FIU, Mass Communication and Journalism. Um, we're going to tell the story. We're going to go in. We're the fifth estate. And so what I love about the, you know, social media movement, online blogging, it, it's, it's opened the, the world of storytelling and, and journalism and, and, and sharing information to everybody. But I still think it's something special about supporting an established media outlet who's going to who has the understanding of like, let me ask this question that the community needs to know, you know, full time, you know, people have jobs things and, and things to do. You're not reading a commission agenda. You're not going in to talk to politicians. And that's the role of black media. Also too, like people like yourself who give commentary and break things down and have that professional um, view of things, you know, the, the black press, the black media, we've always been that advocate and, and we share our stories respectfully and unapologetically and we also to advocate for our communities and I think it's something still special and valuable in uh supporting an established press but also too I think collaboration needs to happen so if I see a lot of citizen journalists out there that that cover things that they're at events I'll hit them up and say hey can I post this on high law do you want to be a columnist or do you want to be a reporter but I think you know it opens it up for collaboration but to me, black press and black media, it still has a value to us because I feel like we're, we're still telling our stories in a way. It's something different from somebody giving you a shout out, you know, your homegirl giving you a shout out on, on Facebook or Instagram from somebody telling your full story of your entrepreneurial journey. And that's what black media does well. That's what black press does well. And there's still a value to that. And that people still, and people want that. Um, don't get it twisted. We just have to be able to get these the support and resources so that we can reach our audience easily. I think that's the, the, the difference. Because when people discover people like me and you, they're, they're hooked. They love it. But it's just the fact that we don't have the spending dollars as a bigger media outlet to be able to do marketing campaigns to reach everybody that's in our demographic. And I mean, that is a service you provide. You do, you know, marketing and these types of campaigns to raise awareness around different brands or different issues. Can you talk a little bit more about that? No, definitely. And so as we build our audience, of course, as every media entrepreneur knows, like a part of your, your, uh, your, your revenue stream is marketing. And so what we do is we leverage the, the fact that we have these eyeballs on our content and our audience that is drawn in and engaged to our, to our uh, content and things that we publish that we say, hey, aligning yourself with us, you'll be able to get it from this audience. It shows them that, you know, you're aligned with a real brand, a black owned brand, a woman owned brand, a local brand. And people like that. And so recently we've done campaigns with Baptist Health, Jack Daniels, of course, a lot of our local advertisers like Little Greenhouse Grill and We Shuckin. And so we've done, we've done uh, advertising with, you know, small and large audiences because they see our audience, um, small and large uh, brands because they see our audience engaging with the content and they want to have that brand alignment with us. Yeah. And huge shout out to Nicole Gates, a little greenhouse grill. Love yes. This. I love Nicole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. She's in Overtown. If, if you're mm -hmm. hungry, swing through amazing food, amazing service. Um, guys got to shout out the good folks when we can, right? That so, part. <laughs> right. 
So can you tell us a little bit of some of the stories or campaigns that you've done that you're most proud of, that you think was most impactful or just the most dope or whatever? Um, the, I would say two that come to mind. The first one and the most recent one, the work that we've been doing on the Virginia Key Beach um, mm -hmm. Trust and everything that's going on there with um, the city of Miami and uh, the Circle of Brotherhood and the Black Miami Matters and Commissioner Christine King. And we're still doing ongoing coverage on that. And I'm actually right now working on an investigative piece that we're going to um, put out that's really, that really kind of details what happened, what, um, what needs to happen next, and what, is, what, what we can do as a community to support that uh, historic beach. Also, too, we did a, a recent interview with Christine King about that as well, and so that'll be dropping next week. And so for us, it's all about, you know, getting those type of stories and telling people, like, this is the meat and potatoes of it. And so that's something I'm really proud of, of, of that coverage, and it got a lot of people informed on what was going on with that issue. And then something I would say that was, like, really lighthearted, um, and it was, it was, it's funny, and I know some, some of the elders may not like it, but it was a funny, it was our first viral story. And so what we do, we do lists here. We'll do lists of, like, you know, 10, you know, Black-owned candle companies from South Florida, but we also did one, like, um, terms from Miami that mean you could catch these hands. And so yes. it was a funny, it was a funny story that we did. And I actually got it from another blogger that I respect from um, Very Smart Brothers. And they were talking about black people. Like, if you hear these things, this means you're going to catch these hands. And I was like, you know what? This is funny, but it's very real. I was like, when it comes to Miami, there's certain things that we say that mean that. And so it was meant to be lighthearted and fun. And that's the thing where I say, like, our content is different. It's like, we'll give our readers that type of thing. And that was our first viral story. It went crazy people from different states and different countries were saying like what it means for them to catch this hands for whatever reason people like talking about fighting <laughs> that went crazy it was hilarious um and you know we don't condone violence but it was definitely like a regional thing people in my like i feel like if you're from here you get like why we said that um, and it was and it was really funny and I and I think like like I said that's the type of thing that sets us apart is like having the opportunity to have like a Virginia Key Beach story where we're going deep in and, and explaining it then you may have a lighthearted story talking about catching these hands that's that's how we'll news. <laughs> but I love it though because you know you've got the meat and potatoes and something substantive that folks can learn more about their legislative process learn what the role of a commissioner is and what they role they play in your day to day life and. And you get like some comedy like remember back in the day growing up you got the newspaper you had the substantive stories and then you had the comic strips in the back to make you laugh, right so this is, yeah this is yeah that that is I, I like that that's a good point i'm gonna steal that and put that in my pitches <laughs> definitely 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 so you know wanted to kind of move more along the millennial aspect um you know a lot of your work is around educating millennials to get them involved in the political process. Are you seeing a shift of people in that millennial age range, you know, getting much more dialed in and, you know, dialing on social justice issues and, you know, taking to the streets and taking actions and petitions and all of that? Or do you see that people are more like, let me read and are more like laid back in the way they approach things? Like what sort of your tone or read on how millennials are responding to these issues? I would say that millennials are super tuned in and our, our numbers, you know, what I see from the engagement and the de demographic of people that engage with our content is super millennial and actually like Gen Z and Gen X are like the kind of neck and neck for the uh, second demographic that we reach. And what I notice is honestly, our, 
our posts that have to deal with social issues, racism, they get the most engagement. They could be sometimes like, um, like I say, it's expensive to do like really in-depth reporting. So we don't get to do that as much. I'm hoping now with these different investments and different brand partnerships that we'll be able to invest in a new investigative reporter within the next uh, quarter. But those stories, they go crazy. We get a lot of con uh, comments, people clicking on our stories, people, I can see the links that they're clicking to, to see the information that they're getting. And so I think they're really dialed in. I think they just want people to be able to give them that information. And, you know, they're not going into the traditional media uh, outlet to do that. Um, and so honestly, too, I don't think a lot of the traditional, you know, older news outlets, that's graphic. They're not looking at Gen Z. They're not looking at um, uh, millennials for their for their content or to, for their audience. And so for me, I'm like, there's a huge gap in the market. And that's why we, we you know, decided to, to do this because we can reach them. And so I think they wanted, they just wanted the way they want it. They like to mix the medicine in with the candy. They like the serious issues, but they don't want it all the time. So they like to see their content exist with something that's light, but something that's also heavy, but something that also informs. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because I, I feel that people aren't resonating, the younger generations aren't resonating with your Washington Post and New York Times. There's nothing wrong with them. I'm not besmirching those outlets. I'm just saying generally that yeah. you know, folks aren't really consuming their news differently, the same way. They're into podcasts. They're into, you know, yeah. more... I wouldn't say passive in a bad way, but like more like bite-sized, you know, they're not going to mm -hmm. sit there and read an entire newspaper from cover to cover. They want to, Hey, I want to engage with this story or I'm going to bookmark this for later. And, you know, maybe do a little bit more research on this issue or go to, you know, a couple different accounts on Instagram to learn more about X. That's the vibe yeah. I'm getting. So. No, and that's really true. And that's why you see brands like The Shade Room and Neighborhood Talk and Hollywood Unlocked, Blavity, uh, The Grill. All of these are like inspirations for us, but they're on a national platform. And so for me, even if you see our content on, so on social, especially on Instagram, we mimic that style of how they um, do their graphics and how they produce their content. Because that's what, if you look in that comment section, that is heavy millennial Gen Zers who are in those comment sections. And so I was like, we need to take that approach to local news and do that um, for our audience. Absolutely. So, okay, we're starting to wind down. So can you share, uh, like, I guess, a sampling of the many services you provide so that folks can kind of get their minds around that, either come to you for their needs or refer you? And then secondly, how can folks find you? Oh, wow. This one by quick. This is fun. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the, what Highload News does um, come to us for your news, like I said, we're talking about social issues, events, um, government, poli politics. That's our product is the news, the content that we create. But also, too, if you're a brand, if you're a small business, if you're an advertiser and you want to um, have alignment with our, uh, with our brand and, and reach our audience, you know, we have advertising and sponsorship packages that you can um, purchase. And that, that supports us to be able to do the local journalism that we really, really want to do more of. Uh-oh, I think we have a technical issue. Uh, hang on, let's see. Will Janae come back? Will she come back? Ah! All right, so it looks like we had a little bit of a freezing issue. That 
that's just life. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. But I will be sure to post Janae's contact information in the chat. If you're listening on the podcast, it's going to be in the body of the description of this episode. Definitely want to thank Janae for coming and hanging out today. Again, listen, we got to make it do what it do, right? Sometimes, like my dad would say, old Jamaican proverb, you got to stand crooked and cut straight. You know, you're on the road got to be able to adapt and, and get things out there. But anyway, thank you all for tuning in to Mondays with Melba. Uh, we'll be back next week kicking off Women's History Month. First off, we're going to talk a little bit about the Crown Act and sort of the struggle of Black women in terms of hairstyles and being able to work in, the, in this environment and sort of the pushback around that. And then we're going to get into some amazing women that are making a difference in our community. So hopefully these are organizations that you may be inclined to support. All right, y'all take good care and I will see you next week. Bye y'all.